Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. How are we all today? We're good? Great. Great. Good to hear. We're in a series at the moment called Dangerous Prayer. And uh, we're, focusing, we're, we're focusing on prayer because prayer is, prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Prayer, prayer changes our lives. Prayer changes other people's lives. Prayer changes cities. Prayer changes nations. Yeah? Yes, it absolutely does. You know that God, one, God, is, so, God is so amazing. Amen. Yeah, good. I'm glad you agree. God is so great that he invites us to partner with him. We don't just have a God who just decides this is all the things that are going to... I mean, he is sovereign. But he invites us into this partnership with him to bring heaven to earth. That's part of the reason that we're here still here on earth, is because God wants us partnering with him, and it's, an, it's exciting, and it's wonderful. I can tell that you're all excited about that. <laughs> Prayer is a huge part of that happening. Praise and prayer, oh wow, I could just get lost. And I am passionate about prayer, and I am passionate about lifting the level of prayer in this church and and in our lives and across this city and across the nation of Australia. And this week we are fasting from Monday to Thursday. Woo! That's what you think, right? I know that's what you're thinking. Whoa, yeah. And we're praying from 6 to 6.30 every evening because you're not eating, so come and pray. Yeah. That's how it works. It's fantastic. I don't know who thought of that. I want to encourage you to participate in some way. You may not be able to do four days. It is fine. But do one day or do two days. Do do something to participate in what God is doing in this fast. I'm going to talk about some practical things about fasting at the end of the message, but The first thing uh, that I want to do right now is turn to the book of Ruth because we're going to look at the power of prayer and fasting. We're going to look at what it brings to our lives. My message today is called, Why Fast? Why fast? I mean, it's not easy, right? No. Who finds fasting hard? Who's lying? All of you who didn't put up your hand. That's not true. I mean, some, some people find it easy. I want them to come and lay hands on me because I find it hard. <laughs> find it difficult. But I find it worthwhile and I find it important and I find it, you know, a good thing to do. So, here we go. Ruth, chapter 3. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, Shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now is not Boaz our kinsman, with whose, whom, 
whose maids you were. Behold, he winnows barley at the threshing floor tonight. Wash yourself, therefore, anoint yourself, put on your best clothes. What girl doesn't like being told that? Put on your best clothes, baby, we're going out. Um, And go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourselves known to the man until he finishes eating and drinking. It shall be when he lies down, then you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go and uncover his feet and lie down, and then he will tell you, What you shall do. And Ruth said to her mother in law, All that you say, I will do. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. Your word is powerful, God. Your word accomplishes what it sets out to accomplish. And so this morning, God, we don't need my words, we need your words. And Father, I humble myself before you. Lord, I pray, Father, that as your word goes out, it will change us and it will wash us and it will. Uh, free us, God, and it will instruct us in Jesus' name. Amen. So Ruth is not fasting during this time, but there are some things that she does in this story that correlate to what we do when we fast. There are four powerful reasons to fast in this story, in this little passage of Scripture. Ruth is about to be united with her bridegroom, Boaz is the bachelor from Bethlehem. He was a bachelor, and he was a pretty amazing guy. But he's a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. And as we look at the story, we're going to see that, that this story is all about getting closer to the one who loves us and has called us his bride. That is what Jesus calls the church. Jesus loves the church. Actually, he loves everyone. He calls the church his bride. Philippians 3 says, that I may know him. Paul said that. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Paul said, oh, that I may know him. Talking about Jesus. Because You can know about him, but not know him. You can know Greek and not know God. You can know Hebrew and not know him. And when we begin to fast and pray, we are saying, I want to know you more, Lord. I want to know you deeper. It's not about church, it's not about rules, it's not about religion, it's not about stuff, it's actually about Jesus. You know, it's always all about Jesus. We can get confused sometimes, but I just want to remind us that the Christian life, it's all about Jesus. It's all in him. So, Naomi gives us four things we can do if we want to draw near to the bridegroom. While we're fasting... We can do these four things. Ruth 3 3 says, Wash yourself, therefore. It goes on. We're going to look through all of Ruth 3, verse 3. But the first part says, Wash yourself, therefore. Wash yourself. That's a key to life, everyone. Wash yourself. But you know what? That's what we do when we fast. When we're fast, we're taking a spiritual bath. 
2 Corinthians 7 says, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. See, stuff gets on us as we're living and working and breathing and relating. Stuff gets on us. Well, it gets on me anyway. You spiritual people out there, it might not touch, but it gets on me. And fasting actually cleanses us. It washes us, it changes us, it it gets stuff off us. Because what we starve dies, and what we feed thrives. True? What we feed lives. What we starve dies. If you want something out of your life, starve it to death. Don't feed it. Don't look at it. Don't say it. Don't drink it. Starve it. I'm talking about a spiritual bath on this fast. When Ruth wanted to present herself to her bridegroom, the first advice that her mother-in-law gave her was, wash and be cleansed. Not yesterday's bath, not last month's bath. Be freshly cleansed, ready to be intimate and close with Jesus. Ephesians 5 says this, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. How are we cleansed? What is is one of the most powerful ways that in our life we are cleansed is the Word of God. The Word of God to your spirit is what water is to your body. Did you know that? When we read the Word of God, it washes our mind. It washes our body. When When we're fasting, like I have made a commitment during this fast to absolutely spend time in the Word of God and to allow it to to wash me and change me because every time I read God's Word, every time, it's like a, a readjustment. It's like going to the chiropractor. Just move that a little bit. Just shift that a tad. Just stop thinking like that. Just, Just... Maybe you just need to change your focus over to here. It all happens because of the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your Word. Be found in his Word on this fast. We are freshly cleansed during a fast, and the second thing we are, or we become, is a candidate for the anointing. And that's cool. I was chatting to someone during the week about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God, we know that. Three in one. Holy Spirit is not in it, it's a He, God. But the Bible gives us uh, pictures of what He is like. The Bible says he is like water, he is like wind, he is like a dove. And the thing about a dove is this, a dove rests on what is clean 
wash yourself and what is calm. What is clean and what is calm. It's the Holy Spirit rests on what is clean and what is calm. And I reminded myself of that yesterday as I went for a walk and I would have looked like one of the walkers in the, you know, the Olympic Games or the Commonwealth Games. Who's been watching the Winter Olympics? Woo! Yeah, okay. Back to the Bible. I would have looked like one of those uh, Olympic Games walkers because, man, I was powering. It was a prayer walk. It wasn't in the beginning. It was a task-orientated religious experience. <laughs> because I had a lot on yesterday. And so, God, I want you to fit into my little time zone that I have for you. And so I went out, because I do that every Saturday. I, I sort myself out for today, hopefully. And I was walking. It was almost like the Holy Spirit said, Hello! You're trying to meet with me because it's not working. So I, sort of, I literally, I just stopped. <sighs> Clean and calm, Mel. Calm. Calm. God, I'm sorry. And even, you know, you've got to slow down to meet with God, I reckon. For me, if I'm racing around like a crazy person, I can be very task-orientated. I don't know if that's you. But I just have to slow and let God arrive. Let the presence of God show up. Because that's what prayer's about. It's about letting the presence of God, having this connection with him. So, Ruth 3.3 3 also says, it says, wash yourself and anoint yourself. That's the second thing that happens during a fast. Be anointed. We need to be anointed. We want to be nice to be near. I'm a nicer person when I've prayed. We want to bring an aroma, a lovely aroma, when we show up, an attractive aroma. You know, when, when the priest was anointed, it was a sign of consecration, of being set apart. And during a fast, we cleanse ourselves and we say, Holy Spirit, during this fast, please anoint me. Holy Spirit, anoint me with your anointing. Your anointing is the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2 says this, As for you, the anointing which you received from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just has, as it has taught you, you abide in him. And I'm believing that on this fast, we receive a fresh anointing from him. And that anointing, it makes us different it changes us. It, it brings an increase in grace, an increase in wisdom, an increase in success. The Bible says that we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that we will prophesy, that it will raise you up, that it will bring promotion to some of you. It will bring favor on your life. It will bring jobs to some of you. That's the second thing. The third thing is, and put on your best clothes. And put on your best clothes. Ruth was going to meet Boaz. And Naomi said to her, put on your best clothes. 
What's that about? Did you know that Ruth, if you look at the story of Ruth, she was a widow. And she'd been wearing mourning clothes of mourning. She was in mourning. She'd lost her husband. She was sad. She was depressed. She was discouraged. She was defeated. She'd come out of a horrible famine. She'd come to Bethlehem, but she still had her clothes of mourning on. And God, through Naomi, said, you're going to get near the king, so put on your best clothes. I want you to understand what I'm saying here this morning. God understands our pain, and he understands our sorrow, and he understands our discouragement, and he feels it, and he doesn't want us to be that way. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be whole. But it's not our need that moves God. The Bible says it over and over again. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. The Bible says that it is faith that moves God. You see people that came to Jesus in the Bible. There was one lady, the Syrophoenician woman, and he said, no, go away. And she just kept coming back. She just kept coming back. She just kept coming back. And in the end, he said, it's your faith. And sometimes in our prayer, we need to do a little less moaning and groaning and just a little more, thank you, God, for my salvation. Thank you, God, for what you have given me. Thank you, God, Lord, I believe you today. I believe you today. I believe that my future is bright. I believe that there is more ahead than what was behind. The Bible says... It's faith that moves God. And the Bible also says in Isaiah 61, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. And I believe on this fast with God's help, we're going to change our wardrobe. He's going to give you beauty for ashes. You may have had some things that have crashed and burnt in your past or last year or yesterday or years and years ago that, that you have not been able to see change. I believe he's going to give you beauty for ashes. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise. There is power in praise. Why do you think we go there? Because it will change you. It may not even change your situation straight away, but I'll tell you what, it will change you. And a lot of the time, that's the beginning of the change. It's change here. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Here's the last thing. Ruth 3, verse 4. We got to verse 4. Well done. It shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go and uncover his feet and lie down. Did you notice where she lay down? She lay down at his feet. There's some Jewish tradition and culture right here. If someone went and lay down at someone's feet and uncovered their feet, it was an act 
of submission. Fasting says, Lord, I am fully committing my life to you again. I'm withholding nothing. My will submits to your will. My dream submits to your dream. My desire submits to your desire. I fully commit to you. And I love that the place that that Naomi said for Ruth to lie down was at the feet. And that's what we do on a fast. We humble ourselves before God. It's the most sacred place on earth is at God's feet. You're God. I'm not. Mary, in the Bible, in the New Testament, you know, she, Martha, got upset with Mary because she was at God. She was at Jesus' feet. She put herself there, at Jesus' feet. And do you know what the message version of that verse actually says? It says, Mary has chosen the main course. She's chosen the main course. You know what your main course during this fast will be? Putting yourself at Jesus' feet. That will feed you. That will sustain you. As we humble ourselves before him and submit to him, that is the main course in life. I don't want anything that's not your will, God. I don't care how bad I think I want it. I'm fully committed to you, not my will, but yours be done. I told our mentors in our mentoring group on Monday night, I said, I signed the blank piece of paper years ago. Yes. The answer is yes, God. Even when I say no, it's yes. It's yes, it's like pre-approval when you go to buy a house. You've got my pre-approval. Whatever you want. Ruth 3. Actually, the band can come up now. Please. Sixteen to eighteen is where we're going, guys. When she came back to her mother in law after she'd done what she was told to do, when Ruth came back, Naomi said, How did it go, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done for her. And she said, these six measures of barley he gave to me. For he said, do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Good man. And then Ruth, Naomi said to Ruth, she said, wait, my daughter, until you know how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest until he has settled it today. So Ruth She comes back to Naomi. She's got gifts. And Naomi's advice to Ruth was this. She said something very interesting. She said, wait, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out because the man will not rest until he has settled it. You know, I believe when we submit to God... When we 
lay it all down at his feet at the right time God's going to say you started it but I'm going to finish it and I will not rest and I will not rest and I will not rest until this matter is settled we can leave it in God's hands and trust him with it We won't always understand it. We won't always be able to work it out. And a lot of the times, that is the case. But that was brilliant advice from that mother-in-law. She said, wait. Until you know how the matter turns out. Some of you just need to wait. You're going to go through this fast. Cleanse yourself. Get anointed. Get some new clothes. Submit yourself. But then you know what? You just need to wait and leave it in God's hands because he will not settle. He won't settle until it's done. You can believe that. You can trust that. Okay. I just want to give some practical thoughts about fasting before we finish. Biblical fasting is going without some type of food. 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 Everyone say food. Food. It's not having a break from Facebook. That'll do you good. But it's not a fast. It's actually going without some type of food. Some people do a full fast. When I was young, I used to do that. I once was young and now I'm old. So I don't. My brain stops functioning. Some people like me do a partial fast, like a Daniel fast. Some people do other types of combinations. Some fast for a meal a day. Some fast for two meals a day. Some people I know fast during daylight hours and then they have dinner at night. involves some sort of physical sacrifice but I tell you what it's powerful and Jesus didn't say if you fast he said when you fast so he just assumed that that's what we were going to do when you fast okay so we want to we want to invite you to join us this week as we do this I wanted to start the year off with a fast this year normally we don't do a big fast until later in the year, until April. But I wanted us to start this year on the right foot. Powering. I believe that things will change in your life as you fast. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au We hope to see you in church again this weekend.